You need yeah. to find the ones that you vibe with. And the only way you can do that is if you keep talking to people and if you keep having a conversation, you know, engage with them. Because yeah. I was scared. I was really like conservative. Like I was yeah. very picky and I don't think I should have been. I should have just been like, hey, what's up? I, yeah. <laughs> I'm new in the industry. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like you see those like dating video, whatever. Like, whatever. <laughs> so uh, like pick up lines like, hey, what's up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Welcome to the I Love Mortgage Brokering Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, we talk to an amazing rookie who's making waves in the mortgage industry to check in to see how they're doing, what are they doing to be successful, and absolutely love having these conversations. And today, I had Isabel come on the show. And Isabel, if you remember, or maybe you don't know, but I did a series of coaching with Isabel and Enrique, where we helped coach them to their first $5 million in production. So that was earlier in the year. And I just wanted to check in and be like, how's it going? And so she's on track to close $10 million this year, which is amazing. And a couple of big takeaways from this episode, she shares how it took a couple of tries to find the right fit when it came to brokerages. And so she goes into a little bit about this. And I asked her like how it affected her confidence. And she said, you know, not being in the right fit was really hard for her. And when she found the right fit, then it was like, oh my gosh, this was one of those pieces that you need to get in place. And the other thing she talked about was how feeling bad about having to change. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation I have with her about that. And then I asked her about, you know, sales versus underwriting, which of those skills were harder for her. And so for her, even though she's a fantastic communicator, she said that the sales were a little bit harder and she had to work on the mindset piece, which really helped make that shift. And I can't tell you guys how many times that this comes up, mindset, mindset, mindset. And so highly recommend that you, you know, really start to cultivate that bulletproof mindset if you want to build a successful mortgage business, regardless of if you're new or if you're experienced. A couple quick things. First, before we get into this episode, we recently started a brokerage called Island B Mortgage Pros where we actually train new agents. So we take them under our wing, we train them in sales and underwriting and help them find and fund their first 10 mortgages. And so if you're interested in finding out info on that, go to get10funded.com. That's get the number 10 funded. And also I wanna give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. This is for our Canadian listeners anyway. It's an application document collection and submission platform, over 258 lenders. And so our senior underwriter who's been using another platform, I'm not gonna name the platform, but for like 19 years, she's been using the same platform and she's like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe how intuitive Finmo is to use. And so whatever platform you're using, I'm just saying that, you know, for us, we have found that this has been very effective. She said it's very intuitive. The agents love the fact that it figures out what documents that you need and it's very smart. And then she said also the customer support is amazing. So questions are so fast at getting back to you. So if you're interested in finding out about Finmo and how it can help you run a more efficient business, go to finmo.ca slash ILMB. That's finmo.ca slash ILMB to check that out. And thanks again for checking out this episode. Hey, Isabel, welcome back to the show. Hey, Scott. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, hey, I, I wanted to just check in. We never really did like a show just about you and your story. And so right. this is what I was hoping to do today. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and then how you got into the mortgage business. Absolutely. So, I mean, obviously, you guys know my name. I'm Isabel. <laughs> I'm 27. I turned 27 this year. And my background, I guess, before mortgaging, I was mostly in HR. And then I dabbled into sales as well, B2B and B2C sales. Industries that I was in was tech and uh, automotive, really. So mostly tech industry for HR. And then I got into the sales and the automotive side, but not in the dealership spectrum. I was mostly in the B2B. So I was doing leasing for corporate 
accounts. And uh, that was really fun. I learned a lot. And whatever I did, I learned a lot. I took a lot away, which really, I think, is what made me who I am on a personal note and as well as a professional. It's really and what, what led you out of HR and out of, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> sales into being a mortgage broker, because it's not like there's a direct link like, oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, so how did you get yeah. there? <laughs> I've always had this huge passion for real estate. Even while I was working, my goal was to purchase investment properties for my family. It was something that I wanted for my future kids that I can pass down to them. And at the same time, it's just something that I love. You know, I mean, interior design, that's what I took in school and seeing transformations from like rundown houses to a beautiful home. That's just something that speaks to me. And I think it all just ties together. So while I was working, it was more like to get through life. You know, I had to pay my bills, <laughs> something I had to pay the bills. And then I was trying to pursue real estate bit by bit. And I was trying to find my path to get to real estate. Unfortunately, like getting the real estate license wasn't really an option because it was very expensive at the time and it didn't fit me and my boyfriend's budget at the time financially. You mean so becoming was, a realtor? Is that what you're yeah, thinking? I was, yeah, yeah. First thing that I thought it was becoming because, a realtor. Yeah, you have the interior dead. design. You can walk around the house. Exactly. And <laughs> them and, so, okay. Yeah. Then, so you didn't go down that path. So then no, like, no, were you yeah. still working in HR when you decided to do the mortgage thing or like, Uh, No. So I was actually already in the automotive business. So I was an account executive. And then I was like, you know what? I still really want to do this. My boyfriend now had finished school. He had a really great job and we were a little bit more flexible financially. So I decided, you know, I'll enroll in the course and I'll take like the month and a half long where the classes were on Sundays. Right. Because I was working Monday to Friday. And then the unfortunate thing happened. The funny thing is I enrolled on a Friday night. And then the following Monday was the day I got unfortunate news that I was, you know, being let go. And this was last year. This was during COVID. Laid off. Right? Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, Isabel, you're terrible at this job. And yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it was, it was, it was that. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then when that happened, I was like anxious, but at the same time, it was like only for five seconds. And I saw this big window of opportunity that I'm like, Hey, I'm going to take my course the week. Like I'm going to change it to the one week course and get right into it. Right. So I did that. And then I jumped right into the mortgage industry full time. <laughs> what date was that? How long ago did you jump into the mortgage industry? This was um, March. So March um, of uh, 2020. And then I officially got my license mid April. It took some time to process because of COVID and everything, but I was officially licensed mid April, April 14th to be exact. <laughs> So you now just over how many, like 15 months? Just a month months? and yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 15 months. And okay. I'm still here. Like when you talk about little kids, you're like, oh, she's 15 months. You know, it's kind of like, you know, yeah. she's one and a half. I, yeah. I'm just teasing. My business but, is a baby. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's kind of the same idea. It's like yeah. your mortgage business is your baby. Okay. Is, so yeah. obviously I was going to ask if you started full time, but being that you were let go from the other oh, job, sorry. obviously you jumped in full time. So for you, what was the biggest challenge of kind of going from, you know, a cold start into this? It was getting used to the fact that you're not getting, you know, your biweekly pay. You don't know how much you're earning, right? I was a stickler for budgeting. Like I knew how much I was earning on this day when I was getting paid and what bills were coming out. Like I was that person (laughs) and then how much to put away. So getting used to that was very tough. It was difficult. But, you know, I just had to keep going. I was enjoying what I was doing, despite all the roller coasters and starting up and being self-employed. I was enjoying when 
I had the chance to talk to clients, to talk about mortgages, to talk about real estate to my fellow investors, my friends who are investing, just being an added person to them, like as a resource, basically, right? I can finally add value to my relationships with my friends who are investing, people that I want to be as well eventually, right? They have five real estate properties. Like I want to have five real estate properties. So it's about reciprocating that, right? You know, we're friends, but they're teaching me, but I'm also now adding value by giving them insight in the mortgage side and the financing side. That was really exciting. So how long, I have a question for you. How long till you you closed your first mortgage? So April, I started my first mortgage closed October of 2020. So May, June, July. It's like five or six months. Yeah, five or six months. It was a lot of like putting myself out there. And this was not a friend either. This was somebody that I had met through my network on Facebook of investors. I was just reaching out. Like anytime there was a question, I would reach out. I'd message them. And I wouldn't say, hey, you know, hopefully I can work with you. I would just answer the question, right? Without expecting anything. For me, it's about giving value. And then that's where it all started. (laughs) Was there any point so that you questioned like, hey, am I in the right industry? If you're like, oh, sure. do this? Because, you know, yeah, I'm curious if you yeah. ever, you question that. Absolutely. That's like 100%. For six months, definitely. Finding the right brokerage was one of the things that I had to do. Obviously, I think all of us do, but it's finding that right one, right? There's a difference between just joining a brokerage that you find right away and actually looking at how can you be successful and yep. what do you need to be successful? Because everybody's needs are different, right? We yeah, all learn it's, it's different. Really, yeah, I totally I agree. It's important to find the right. Yeah. Like, it's like finding a you know a significant other. Or, yeah. You know, it's, oh, that's exactly. And it's gonna it. be different for everybody. Everybody's gonna have a different. Yeah. Way, yeah like <laughs> what they ultimately. Yeah. So did you? Yeah, did, so, so did you find the first brokerage right at the gate, or did you have to change, or what happened there? I had to change twice. I stayed in the same network for the first two brokerages. And then after the second one, I was like, okay, I really need to hone down on this. I don't want to keep switching because I'm now like five, six months into my first year. And I feel like I haven't done anything. I feel like I haven't moved the needle as somebody going into the mortgage business. Right. So I started just to go out there more. And then I was talking to somebody that was admiring on Instagram, actually, who's an agent. And they were the ones who basically said, Hey, you should talk to a broker. And right. that conversation changed my life. That's what brought me to where I am now. Yeah, um, that's you know, cool. But yeah. <laughs> really so awesome. like, I've heard people. So did you like, and this whole switching thing, I asked you about that for a second. So yeah. did you like struggle with that being like, okay, I started here and I'm going there and you feel like I just want to get my business going. Like, how did you feel about that? Because yeah. I'm curious. I was frustrated and I think I was more frustrated with myself. I felt like I didn't know what I wanted and I felt like I was just not getting what I needed. Um, And then at one point I started feeling like maybe I'm the problem. (laughs) Right. That's when I started to question myself. I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm not right for the business. Like, should I keep going? Should I just go find a part-time job? I mean, this is COVID too, you know? And it's like, how am I supposed to find a job during this time? It's been so tough. Like, It was a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, I mean, I just, I kept going, but don't get me wrong. I questioned myself a lot to be this, whether I should stay. And I know in the brokerage, you have a good brokerage. I know the people there, they're good people and stuff. So, you know, there's no doubt about that. Did you ever feel awkward about going to the person that you said, hey, oh, by the way, I'm leaving. Like, what was that like? (laughs) Funny part was I was open to the conversation because I will never turn down an opportunity to have a conversation. No, I'm meaning the one you left. So when you left, like like breaking up with the boy, you're like breaking up with, hey, it's not you, it's me. So like, what was that like in terms of? Um, Yeah. 
I had to have that conversation. I think that was something I learned from HR. It's learning how to have the tough conversations. I had to be honest. And I feel like I owed it to them to be as honest as possible without burning any bridges. I was about At to say that because it's a small yeah. industry. Like I had, a, you know, a, yeah, it's funny how people you you know work with a little bit, they go away and who knows, five years later, you're working with them again. Yeah. You don't know who you're going to work with. And so. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I would never want to burn any bridges, but, you know, it really also depends on how the other person takes it. Hopefully Honestly, they feel like the ripping. same way about not burning bridges. And I don't. hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. But, uh, you know, I had to tell them and then I made the move because during that transition, I was actually already working on my very first deal that closed. It wasn't going to close. It was like at the point where they were either going to find another broker who was going to make it happen or lose the property. Right. They found the perfect property. And this is where all the realizations came up. And this is where I started to also see that it's so important for the brokerage that you're at to understand the kind of business that you want to do and how you want to do it, because they are the ones who are going to be able to support you rather than telling you, no, don't do it this way. It was more like, how do you like to do business, right? Do we fit? Do our values fit? Do our morals fit? Like as an agent and as a brokerage, you know, do they fit together? Because if they don't, then you're just going to keep clashing, right? And during this first deal, the process in closing this, my first deal, that's where I really started to see. And that's where I saw that this brokerage that I'm at right now, the mortgage coach was the perfect fit for me because the support system is insane. It gave me that boost of confidence, the confidence that I was losing when I started to get into the industry. (laughs) Right, right. That's really important. So let me ask you this. So what surprised you most about the mortgage business? Because you Um, had this passion for real estate, but you don't really know what you don't know, right? Till you get in. Yeah. Oh, it's the amount of possibilities, the amount of options that we all have to get into real estate. It mind boggled me how many programs there are. And even like with insurers, like they don't just have the first time home buyer incentive. There are other things that they can do, not just on a residential spectrum, but also in commercial. Like it's just, there's so many out there. And that part really excited me more in this business because I am now somebody that can help educate you know my network and their network i can be that person that resource to people who want to speak with me and seeing how they can use real estate as a vehicle for financial freedom and to set their families securely right in the future it's just it's amazing that's what really um, surprised me it's just the amount of information and stuff that you have in the mortgage industry (laughs) right yeah you know i always think like the complexity is always increasing the information and misinformation is increasing and so why it's so important as a mortgage agent to be an advisor and guide your clients yeah and sorry just to add to and just you know i know that a lot of us were told to go to the banks to get a mortgage but one thing that also I wouldn't say shock, but really excited me is that there are ways like just by having a good relationship with your lenders, you can make things happen. It's that conversation, that story you tell on behalf of your clients that really changed the game for you. It's not always about, do you check all these boxes? No, there's so many other things that you can do to make things happen without crossing that, you know, line of legality. Yeah, of like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, hey, this is the, yeah, exactly. Like fraud. I just have to mention that. <laughs> you don't want to be like, hey, you know, yeah. no, that's true. So I always think with, you know, in the mortgage space, there's kind of two distinct skills you must learn when you're new. The first is sales skills. And then the second is underwriting. Which one was harder for you? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I mean, when you say sales. I mean, like uh, business development, like, getting leads, 
getting people to refer um, you, like, okay. you know, talking to realtors, talking to centers of influence okay. is what I would say on the sales side, or also convincing the client to work with you. So you've got a lead, but they're like, yeah. I don't know if I want to work with you yet. And so that's a whole other conversion conversation you need to have. Okay. And then underwriting is like, okay, now that I've got them, the paperwork, agreed, yeah. now I got to get it approved. What was harder for you? So I think because from a personality standpoint too, like I was a little bit shy to put myself out there when I started. So I think with this question, like, I think I would say sales was the hardest for me because I didn't know much about the mortgage business when I started and I jumped in, you know, full time. And I felt like getting people to trust me was scary. I doubted myself a lot. So I think for me, sales was probably the hardest, even though talking to people is like my favorite thing to do. Right, you're you're <laughs> very, yeah, you have a, you have a very, you're very easy to talk to. When we talked about you, know, you started <laughs> doing live videos and you're like, I don't know if I can do it. I'm like, are you kidding yeah. me? You're literally <laughs> wired for this. You've been doing that and it's been going great for you. So yeah, um, I think I actually picked up underwriting the fastest. Like okay. I like knowing what the process is properly and I pick it up really quickly but I think for me it was like getting myself out there and be like oh my god how are these realtors who have been in the business for 10 years going to trust somebody who's not even a year in the business right right, so right that part was a big struggle for me when I started that's cool we did a the series with you we did some training and we did the podcast yeah. series so what was like for you the biggest takeaway from the training that we did you know what I think it's the fact that even though you're new this is something I kept hearing continuously too is that even though you're new, you probably know more than, you know, the clients that you're speaking with. You're their person to get information from, right? If someone's a first-time home buyer, they only know what's out there. But whereas in me, I'm in a position where I have access to more resources. I have access to people and I can actually get the right answers for them. Right? Even if you don't know it right away. Even if you don't know it right away. No, but yeah. yeah. And if somebody, even if they've done five mortgages, like, so what? It's five years apart and all the yeah. rules changed. Like the yeah. whole game is not even the same anymore. So yeah. their experience was five years ago. Yeah. may look nothing like today because their situation may have changed. Certainly yeah. the rules and regulations have changed. And oh, for sure. Yeah. Some of the things you want to do now that you could do five years ago be illegal today. Like you're literally like, yeah. <laughs> you literally be like, you're going to jail for that. You can't do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think it's just, you know, that confidence, I guess. Own your space, is, you know, own yeah. your role and be like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really important, actually. It's a mindset, really, shift is what you have to have. It there. is. Yeah. And and also just really getting yourself out there. I mean, you guys had the coaching program we did really help to shift your mindset. The mindset part is huge. I think that's also one of my biggest takeaways, right? It's when your mindset's different, if you're in a confident mindset, when you know what you want and you're valuing what you want, it comes off to the other person as well when you talk to them. And it reciprocates, right? They feel good about working with you and talking with you. So why not? Like, why not keep the conversation going? Right. So I, I remember I think, when you came to me and you were meeting with that realtor, you said that he'd already had somebody. And I'm like, okay, here's what you say to him. And you killed it. And you're like, oh my gosh. And I was like, it was so great. That was awesome. That was funny. Yeah, that was yeah. really great. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so rapid fire question. So answer the shorter answers. What's one thing people can't find out about you from Google? It's that I was a junior singing champion when I was in uh, high school. Really? I competed. Yeah, I was in theater. I sang in concerts and I competed. That's the one skill. <laughs> I love coaching. I love training. But honestly, if I could sing, I'd be like, mic drop. I'm out. I'm going to go sing. Like, I love music, but I cannot sing. Like, I literally have like zero skill in it. Um, so, <laughs> that's okay. That, that's I mean, aren't awesome. you taking lessons? <laughs> I, yeah, I've taken some lessons. But even my instructor, she kind of looks at me like, I don't know why you're here. <laughs> Remember when uh, that show... Um, 
America's Got Talent. They let people on that were really bad. Yeah. And be like, yeah. Simon Sinek would be like, you're terrible or whatever he do, right? Like she was kind of looking at me like Simon Sinek, like, I don't know if I can help you. Like, you oh, know. Oh no. So, anyway. <laughs> I just another don't, teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just doesn't compute in my brain. Like I just, what I hear sounds amazing in my head, but what yeah. anybody else hears is like, that is nothing. Like I don't even recognize the song half the time. They're like, I don't even know what you're singing right now because you're so out of key. But anyway, oh, so. Oh man, you're being too hard on yourself. So, no, it's true. Seriously, my kids would say, yeah, that's true, Dad. Agree with so, what's a movie that everyone should watch at least once? Oh, The Pianist. It has nothing to do with mortgages, but The Pianist is such a good movie. Now I got to watch that. It's on my list. What's one tool or piece of tech you can't run your business without? My phone. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to tell my clients or reach my clients if I don't have my phone. That's good. Okay. What's the best advice you've received as a new mortgage broker, new mortgage agent? Does it have to be as a new mortgage agent or no. can it be about life? Life, um, yeah, make it about life. Okay. I mean, it wasn't really about life, but I think it applies to what I do as well now. When I got into my accounting executive position in the automotive industry, one of my mentors, actually my main mentor, the one thing that he told me was the moment you start doing something within a transaction that is for yourself and not for your client, back off. He tells me back off and rethink everything because Everything that you do should be for your clients. It should be in the best interest of your clients. Um, and that really struck me. This was an automotive. They were teaching me. I was a rookie. Because like, that does not sound like anything they ever say in automotive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. I still keep in touch with him. It's yeah. amazing. Um, That's really he's good really, That really stuck. That really, really stuck. And I mean, that's what I've been doing anyway. Anytime I interact with anybody, it's never about me. It's about how are they going to benefit and how are we going to keep the relationship going? But when he said that, it just engraved. And now in whatever I do, that is there, right? It's in my brain. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then so knowing what you know now, so if we could rewind the clock 15 months ago, anything you do different starting over? Oh, for sure. Just talk to everybody and anyone. Just put yourself out there. Start a conversation. Don't be shy. Don't be scared. That gets you the confidence. You know, the worst that's going to happen is they're not going to respond or they're going to say no and that they work with somebody or that, you know, oh, this might not be a good fit. So what? There's thousands of other people out there you can talk to, realtors, accountants. You don't need, you don't need very many <laughs> to build a fantastic you Exactly. You just need like, to find your tribe. You need yeah. to find the ones that you vibe with. And the only way you can do that is if you keep talking to people and if you keep having a conversation, you know, engage with them. Because yeah. I was scared. I was really like conservative. Like I was yeah. very picky and I don't think I should have been. I should have just been like, hey, what's up? I, yeah. <laughs> I'm new in the industry. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like you see those like dating video, whatever. Anything, whatever. <laughs> so uh, like pick up lines like, hey, what's up? Uh, yeah. anyway. Okay. So awesome. Where can people find you online? Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Find me anywhere. Do you have a yeah, website? I, I do. Use, do you find that people find you through your website or through social media more? Social media, mainly yeah. through Instagram and then my referral network, my realtors and friends. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. this is my personal opinion. I don't think it matters that much yeah. as long as you're out there and serving people. And, you know, mm -hmm. I don't think that the website is actually that important if you're, yeah, if yeah. you're building a referral based business, but that's me. Yeah, no, it's true. I totally agree with it. Everything I do is on Instagram. And then next to it would be like LinkedIn and Facebook. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Isabel, awesome to chat with you. I'm so excited to just watch you keep crushing it. And <laughs> I'll, I'll check you. out some of your live videos one of these days next time I'm on Instagram. Oh, for sure. We're planning it with three realtors right now. We're going to meet up sometime this month. So nice. <laughs> Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have some uh, just there. before uh, summer. For sure. Okay. Thank you Thanks. for having me, Scott.
This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.